Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams here on Iowa everywhere. Caitlin Clark might be the most transcendent athlete that I have covered in my nearly 20 years of covering sports here in our state. I actually don't think that that's a question. I think that she is. And Caitlin right now is up for National Player of the Year, which I think that if anybody watches women's basketball, if you follow the sport, you see that transcendent nature that I'm talking about. There's a reason why television ratings soar when she's on the court. The highlight reels, the emotions she plays with, everything. It's transcendent. She's changing women's basketball. And it was a real thrill for us to be able to go and spend some time with Caitlin not too long ago, in which we were really able to pull out uh, her personality. Who is Caitlin Clark? Grew up here in our state and is now, uh, again, I think she's taking women's college basketball to a different level. There's people paying attention to the sport that haven't before. She's transcendent. We took a film crew to Iowa City. You can go watch the entire broadcast of that on our YouTube page, Iowa Everywhere. I would encourage you to do that, but we wanted to post it on the podcast feed as well. Here it is, our exclusive one-on-one with Iowa women's basketball superstar, Caitlin Clark. So I've had a theory. All right. For, What's a theory? Well, so it's, it has to do with Steph Curry. Okay. Okay. And you kind of were the one who like put this into my brain mm-hmm. for the first time watching you play. Was that because I remember when I was growing up watching Jordan, mm-hmm. Dominique, those type, yeah. type of guys, Shaq. Yeah. I could never do that. Yeah. I always thought that Steph was the one who kind of changed the game for. Mm-hmm not only girls, but boys who can't play above yeah. the rim, right? I, I do, you, totally do you buy into this? I think the way he can shoot the ball is something that, you know, people haven't seen in a really long time, but I also believe in like the evolution of basketball. And I think the game has changed so much. Um, and I think he's a big part of that. Uh, but not only him, I think there's been a lot of other really good shooters on the men's and women's side. Um, but he's definitely somebody I grew up watching and kind of like tailoring my game after. And, you know, I always didn't shoot long range threes. Um, it was kind of something I added to my game after getting here. But, you know, I think it kind of brings that excitement uh, to the game. Like maybe you can't dunk the ball. Um, you know, you don't see Steph Curry dunking the ball every single night. Yeah. And you definitely don't see too many uh, female players able to go up and, and throw one down. But uh, I think it adds another level ex- of excitement to the game and maybe even more so than maybe a dunk would um, or an alley-oop or something like that. So I think the, the three-point shot is definitely, you know, taking the game kind of to a new level. Feels like it specifically with the women's game, though. Mm-hmm. If you watch a women's NCAA tournament game now compared to 10 years ago, mm-hmm. it's just... 
there, I, it's got that Steph Curry type. Yeah, of I think influence. you could almost argue that there are a lot better female shooters than there are male shooters, just because you know your skill set almost has to be better to be able to play the game of basketball. Um, you know, I've played with a lot of really good shooters from the state of Iowa. You know, those are that's kind of what we're known for here. Um, but yeah, I think you know it's something that you kind of have to have in your game. Um, I think it's evolved. Um, I think you know women's basketball players are very very skilled just because they have to be. Um, so it's something, you know, I've kind of taken pride in ever since I was little ball handling, form shooting. Um, and I think it's kind of like led to, you know, my evolution and into where I am now. I would say it's more of a pure basketball game than yeah. a men's game because it's like free throws, for instance. Yep. You guys are just better at them. You have to be. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think so for sure. And I think, you know, even my team here at Iowa, like we take a lot of pride in, you know, making free throws. They're free. That's literally what they're called. So you better make them. And um, those are what you spend hours in the gym doing, you know, making those. Um, you put the, your situ yourself in those situations of, you know, the game's on the line. You're stepping up to, to the line. Who are you playing? Uh, is the Big Ten Championship on the line? Like what's on the line? Um, so, you know, I think that that's a very good point. Uh, girls really have to be kind of skilled, more skilled in a way um, than men are at times. Okay, so you are known for pulling up from the logo. Oh yeah. But that's not all like, Absolutely. I'm, am I, what, what advice would you give to not only a, a little girl watching this, but boys who are trying to, cause yeah. you said you, you didn't just start when you were 10 pulling up from three-pointer. Yeah, I think the advice that I would always give to young girls or young boys even is just the importance of being able to handle the ball being able to, you know, make shots closer on the rim. I remember my dad growing up, like he would never let me like just go out to the three point line and check up shots, um, even though that's kind of what I wanted to do. And I think that's kind of what a lot of kids want to do uh, these days um, is just go out there and, and check up threes. And I think, you know, at times that can ruin your form, that can ruin, ruin your form shooting. So I was always wanting to start really closer on the rim. And that's still what I do when I come in and get shots up. You know, I'm right around the rim, um, you know, working on form shooting because, you know, that's, that's the basic part of shooting. You know, you have to have good form to be able to make it from longer out. But I think that the two biggest things are, you know, form shooting around the rim and, and definitely ball handling. I think ball handling is kind of a lost art. You know, people don't want to be able to dribble the ball. And, um, you know, it's something I took a lot of pride in when I was younger. And I think it's, you know, kind of showed um, and paid off now that I'm a point guard. Okay, so you... You, you've had, I, I saw there was a sign of a little girl who drove like from New Hampshire yeah. or something to watch you play. We've mm -hmm. seen you sign shoes. We've seen, mm -hmm. was there a moment, we'll get to the Kevin Durant stuff and LeBron mm -hmm. coming up, but was there a moment when like a fan did something that just kind of left you speechless? Oh man, I think there's been a kind of a lot of those instances, um, you know, in our game uh, just yesterday, a little girl started like bawling when she met me. Um, and it's, it kind of takes you back for a second because I think, you know, you don't always realize the impact that you can have on people. It goes way further than, you know, making a logo three or making a cool pass or, you know, even winning a basketball game. Um, you know, I think that's what's more important to me is the joy I can bring people and just hearing from, you know, whether it's older people or younger people about, you know, how much excitement I've been able to give them um, when they're able to turn on the TV or whether they're, you know, coming and sitting in Carver Hawkeye Arena or even people traveling from really far to come watch us play, whether we're at Penn State, we're at Illinois, we're at Indiana, no matter where it is, you know, people are traveling to come watch our team play. Um, I think it kind of makes you take a step back and see kind of the impact you have on people in their lives. And I think that's, you know, the coolest part and that goes way further than ever winning a basketball game to me. Okay, so you you do have the best players in the history of basketball tweeting about you, mm -hmm. posting about you on Instagram. We have statistics showing when you play, mm -hmm. 
TV ratings soar. When did that kind of hit you for the first time that you've mm -hmm. become this generational type player? Yeah, I think it was kind of like hard to understand at first because, you know, when I first got here it was COVID. So I played in front mm. of nobody um, my freshman year, which was like really strange. But at the same time, I think it kind of allowed me to get my feet wet a little bit. You know, I wasn't playing in front of a bunch of people screaming at me. Um, you know, I was used to the college scene when fans were allowed back in here. But um, yeah, I think, you know, getting to play in front of that many fans is super, super cool. And uh, I remember my sophomore year, especially like in the middle part of the year when we started attracting like a lot, quite a bit of fans. Um, and then we ended up selling the last three games of the year out. I remember just running out of the tunnel when those games were sold out and like I just had chills. Like it was kind of a surreal moment for me and my teammates. We all kind of just looked at each other like, wow, like people are really here to cheer us on and, and support us. And, you know, this is kind of what we created all because of doing what we love um, and doing it with like a passion and a joy. Um, and I think that's really why people come watch us is they can see the excitement we play the game with um, and the joy we have for one another. Um, and that's really how the game should be played. You, you mentioned the little girl being crying and being yeah. starry eyed with you. <laughs> Who was that for a young Caitlin Clark back yeah. in the day. So growing up, my like favorite player was Maya Moore. She played at UConn, four-time national champion, ends up going to the Minnesota Lynx, who was like the closest WNBA team to the state of Iowa. So I remember like very vividly, my dad took me to my first ever WNBA game, which was the Minnesota Lynx, and they had Maya Moore, and I actually got to meet her, mm. which was like the coolest moment ever. And like I remember it so clearly. Um, but she was like my favorite player growing up. But other than that, on the men's side, I'd go Harrison Barnes. Like I was a huge North Carolina men's basketball fan. And I remember, you know, watching Harrison Barnes and Doug McDermott at the state tournament um, yeah. when I was a little kid. My dad took me and my older brother out of school and we got to go and watch. Um, and that's probably one of the best teams in high school basketball history with those two on it. So um, I was a huge Harrison Barnes fan. And it's kind of crazy because now, you know, he watches me and has supported me and reached out quite a few times. And I actually got to see him play for the Kings last year versus the Clippers in L.A. So uh, life kind of comes full circle at you. Um, but he was like my favorite player growing up on the men's side. That's amazing. I, I would have never guessed the Ames High kid. I know. But yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So when, all right, you're going through all this. You come in, mm -hmm. COVID, you hit the nation by storm. Mm -hmm. Give Give me a moment where... Maybe you had to say to a friend, uh, when were you starstruck when maybe somebody makes a tweet about you, somebody makes a comment? I think the one like I really remember is like when LeBron James put me on his Instagram story. Like it's LeBron James. Like you could argue he's one of the best players of all time, if not the best player of all time. Um, and I remember I was like at dinner with my family. It was after we played here. I forget who we played, um, but I played pretty well. Um, and he posted me on his his Instagram story. I forget what he said, but yeah, a bunch of people were sending it to me. I'm like, guys, I've seen it. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, LeBron James, like that's pretty cool. Um, somebody you grow up watching and between him and Michael Jordan, the two best players to ever touch a basketball and to have somebody like him, you know, recognize your game and, and talk about you is pretty, pretty cool. What does it mean for you to be able to do all of this in your home state? It means a lot. And that's like one of the reasons I came here. And, you know, I dreamed of doing really, really big things, but maybe not to this level um, and to play in front of, you know, 15,000. But, you know, I grew up a super, super competitive kid. Like I love the moment. I love when the lights shine the brightest. You know, I always grew up watching the game. I had cousins that played. My older brother played football at Iowa State. So, you know, just a super, super competitive family. And I love being around sports. Um, 
But, you know, I think as my career has kind of evolved here, it's been kind of crazy. Um, and I think, you know, just enjoying every single second of it. And I think the coolest part is seeing how many fans fans we get, whether it's here at Carver or whether we're going on the road. Um, and, you know, I think we know that a lot of people do support teams, whether we're going to Illinois, whether we're going to Indiana, whether we're going to Michigan. But some of those crowds are, you know, record-breaking attendance for them. And, you know, there is a lot of black and gold in the stands when we go there, which is super, super cool to see. Um, not only the support at home, but on the road um, is maybe even a little sweeter. And it shows your impact, how it's going if, even beyond the state of Iowa. So with all the accolades you get, there's mm -hmm. also a if I want to say a target on you, but mm -hmm. there's the spotlight. Yeah. And there is a, you, you know, the narrative yeah. out there from your mm -hmm. naysayers, You're, yeah. you play the game with a great amount of passion. Mm -hmm. What do those naysayers not understand about Caitlin Clark? I think the biggest thing is, you know, I am passionate. I am competitive when I'm on the court, but off the court, like I'm one of the goofiest, silliest people you'll probably ever meet. Um, and I think my teammates would tell you the exact same, like, I'm able to have this switch of, you know, I know when it, it needs to be serious and like it's full throttle competitive, but when I'm off the court, like I'm fun. Like I understand there's so much more to life than just a basketball game. Um, and when you can understand that, I think it helps you play better on the court. Um, but I think also is my passion and my competitive spirit, that's what makes me who I am. So I could never lose that. I don't think I could perform at the level I did if I didn't have all that. Um, and that's how I've been since a very young age. Um, and that's what I love about the game is, you know, getting the, the crowd into it, um, you know, being feisty. Um, you know, I think that's what makes me play to the level I play to every single night. Is there a double standard? Because when, when a guy mm -hmm. does yeah. that on the court, he's passionate, he's confident, he's got yeah. swagger. Is, do, you, do you sense that? Yeah, and I think that's part of the evolution of the women's game that still needs to occur. I think, you know, people need to start understanding that women can play with that same passion, that competitive spirit that men have played with for years. Um, and that's what's attracting people to our game is when women are, you know, fiery, when they're competitive, when they're feisty, um, when they're encouraging their teammates, you know. That's what people want to watch. I think that's the reason we have 15,000 people come and carver every single night is because not only am I passionate and competitive, but so is my team. Um, and you can see the love and the joy that we play with. Um, and that's that's so much more fun than watching people that are just straight faced out there passing the ball around. Um, you know, you want to have that excitement to the game. And that's what's only going to you know help the viewership go up even more and more. And that's exactly what we want to do. I mean, I, I, I remember watching you in high school. This isn't just new. <laughs> no. You've yeah. been doing this forever. Is mm -hmm. this something, that passion mm -hmm. that we're talking about, is that a legacy that you hope that you're passing on to mm -hmm. young female basketball players? Yeah, absolutely. I hope, you know, young girls um, and even young boys understand that, you know, you can play with that competitive spirit. Yeah, at times, sure, you need to contain it and, and know when to do it and when not to. But, you know, you should be passionate. You should be competitive. You should be feisty. That's, you know, that's how the game of basketball should be played or really even any other sport or whatever you're trying to do. Um, you know, I grew up playing softball. I grew up playing soccer and I was the same way in, in all of those. Um, you know, I just had those competitive juices and I come from a very competitive family where, you know, I had to learn to kind of hold my own in a way. Um, but yeah, I think, I hope that is something that, you know, especially young girls see that you can play with that, you know, that smile on your face or whether you're getting mad, you can play with that too. Um, I think that's, you know, really good for them to see. All right. So you say you're a goofball. I am. I've never seen this side of you. <laughs> what, how are you a goofball? Oh man. Oh, I mean, I keep Coach Boulder young. I'm oh. the one that keeps her young. Okay. I, 
I play pranks on her all the time. I mess with her. Um, I know when not to and when to do that, but uh, I think she would say the same. Like, I'm just, you know, a fun, easygoing kid. Um, you know, I still feel like, I don't know, people kind of see me as like a celebrity or somebody, but I still feel like, you know, just the, the normal kid that I have been for the past, whatever, 10 years, you know, of, of my really important basketball career, um, you know, through AAU, um, through high school, and now here, I feel like it's kind of just been the same, and I try to enjoy every single second of it because it does go so fast, but um, I think understanding that there is more to, you know, winning a basketball game or, or hanging a banner, um, that's when you really start to enjoy it, when you enjoy all the other moments um, in between that. What do you do outside of basketball? Oh, well, during basketball season, I don't have a ton of time, but yeah. my favorite, like, spring-summer activity is golf. Mm. Um, yeah, I love to go play. I'm sure you're not competitive at all. No, I'm not competitive at all. I obviously just like to do it <laughs> yeah. because it's fun, and why else would I do it? I just love to go out there. Yeah. If I have a bad hit, I don't care at all. Um, but no, I'm super competitive, and honestly, we have a couple other girls on the team that like to play, a couple coaches that like to play, managers, so it gets competitive. It's usually not like us just all going out there and shooting like our own score. Like It's like 2v2, like best oh, yeah. ball. Like It's obviously going to be competitive in some way. So. I would say that's like my favorite activity when I'm not in basketball season. We like you. All right, your, your Netflix queues up. What are oh, we watching? Okay, so season four of you just came out. Oh. Outer Banks is about to come out, but also the new show about the PGA Tour is about to come out where they were behind the scenes of the PGA Tour uh, all of last year. So I'm super excited about that one on Netflix. Outer Banks, isn't that like a, like uh, a it's romance? A yes, like... it's a cheesy high school oh. show basically, but that's kind of like what I like. Yeah, well, that, we had Dawson's <laughs> Creek. Did you ever hear that one? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I've I'm, ever I'm seen that. But like my favorite myself. show of all time is One Tree Hill. Oh, okay, same. That, yeah, basketball, <laughs> you got the love, romance, high school drama. I remember, like, that was my favorite show. Best basketball movie. Oh, best basketball movie. That's tough. Oh, okay, give me some options. Love and basketball love and would be out there. Good. I don't know if I'd go number one, though. I'm trying to think. Hoosiers, I probably wouldn't put number one either. Well, it's, it's Indiana, you can't. Yeah, I know. We can't do that. Um, okay, this is going to be such a hot take, but... I loved Like Mike growing up. That's it, a great movie. Such a good movie. Like yeah. Mike, I had it downloaded to my iPad as a little kid and I watched it on like every road trip. I never got sick of it. So. And there's so many people listening and watching this that they didn't have iPads when they were a kid. Oh, well. Yeah, because like we're Mike. old. You, yeah. got, you might have had the DVD. I, I just had it on my yeah. iPad. We had the Sony Discman. That was the, we had the Space Jam soundtrack. Space Jam, that's a good one. Yeah. Have you seen the new Space Jam? I have. The old one's better. Yeah, I would agree. MJ, better, the the new one was kind of creepy yeah. to me in, in many ways. <laughs> okay. Um, music. Okay. What music. are you bumping to when, you, when you're warming okay. up? Okay, this is probably going to be surprising to a lot of people, but I go more like calm music when I'm like warming up because I'm already so like amped and juiced for the game that I don't need to keep adding to it. So I'm, I'm going more like calm music, like country music is usually wow. what I pick. You know, it's not like super slow. It's not like I'm trying to go to sleep, but it's like, you know, you're not getting more amped than you already are. Um, Who's your favorite country artist? Oh, Luke Combs. He's I my favorite. I want to see him in concert so bad. He's so good. Um, Maybe somebody will tag him hey, on this clip. Yeah, and so get to go. Luke Combs. Come on, help a girl out. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good stuff. Okay, so you, you mentioned your family, competitive mm -hmm. family growing up. Mm -hmm. Your brother is a cyclone. Mm -hmm. And he he scored on a two point conversion this year, and I and I, I tweeted that I'm like, yeah, that's Caitlin Clark's brother, and like nobody really understood it. Yeah, what's that like when the Cyclones are playing and and 
brothers on the team. Yeah, I think, well, it was his last year this year. Yeah. So the past five years, since he was a red shirt, I think it was like more than anything, super cool to watch him live out his dream of playing college athletics at the same time I was doing mine. And, you know, it's kind of funny the way it worked out because growing up, like we were never like diehard Cyclone family or diehard Iowa family. So it's kind of funny that, you know, we kind of split and both one went to one and one went to the other. And I have a younger brother too. And we would always kind of nag on the, our younger brother, like, come on, who do you like more? Like <laughs> Iowa or Iowa State? And I, I have a feeling he low-key liked Iowa State more, but it's fine. I always try to get him to wear like Iowa clothes and stuff. But um, like I said, more than anything, it's just been super cool to, you know, watch Blake kind of live out his dream um, at the same time, even, you know, no matter if he was wearing, you know, Iowa State colors or even if it was somewhere else, I would have been, you know, just as happy and supportive. But, um, you know, he loved his time there and Matt Campbell was really good for him, a really great guy. And um, through the recruiting process, because obviously he was already at Iowa State when I was trying to make my decision. Yeah. He was never like one to push me, you know, to go one way or the other. He's just, you know, make the best decision for you. And, you know, he's somebody I talk to still every single day. We're really, really close. And, um, somebody I lean on a lot. So he wears the Hawkeye gear when he comes in here. No, this he never does. Oh, no, really? He's, he's never put on a Hawkeye shirt. I haven't put on an Iowa State shirt since, you know, we've been in, in college. But um, I try to joke with him now that he's, you know, graduated that you can you can do it. Maybe just one time, maybe on my senior night. We'll see That's if I can incredible. make it happen. I would have guessed that he would wear a no, Hawkeye shirt into Carver no, watching you he's play. He's usually like neutral colors or he's, he usually wears the orange WNBA sweatshirt. That's like okay. that's like his go to. Okay. That, that yeah. makes a lot yeah. of sense. So I want to talk about just the women's game in general. Mm -hmm. We touched on this in the kind of Steph Curry conversation, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really passionate about women's basketball. I, I had an older sister growing up. I have mm -hmm. two daughters. I did Iowa State games for years. Mm -hmm. I can just objectively tell you the game is so much better mm -hmm. than it was 10 to 15 Absolutely. years ago. Why, why is that? I think the AAU circuit certainly has helped. Um, you know, I played for All Iowa Attack, a program that's, you know, probably in the top five every single year. And I think it helps produce um, really good players, but I think that's across the country. I think you've seen more and more AAU circuits that have become better and better. Um, and I think the visibility of the WNBA, young girls getting to watch people in college, but also the WNBA and wanting to be like them. So then they, you know, put the time in to hopefully get there one day. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think the evolution of the game also has helped, you know, more and more people want to play. Um, people want to get better at it. They're driven to do it. Um, but yeah, um, I think, you know, the evolution of the WNBA has definitely helped too. You know, it's on ESPN more, people have more yeah. accessibility to watch it, um, which certainly helps too. So we're, we're obviously here spotlighting you, but there's a yeah. ton of great players mm -hmm. across women's college basketball. You can buy a ticket to go watch any oh, other player in the country. That's tough. Who do you want to go watch? Man, well... I would have said LSU, South Carolina, which happened yesterday. You got Angel Reese, one of the best players in the country, versus Leah Boston, and they're in the same posi position, so they're kind of going right at each other. Um, I probably would have wanted to go that game. Man, there's just been so many really good games this year. Um, I think UConn-Tennessee, because just that rich tradition there of that rivalry no game. Um, I know UConn's battled quite a few injuries this year, but a lot of talented players on that team, and even Tennessee. Um, and one of our, uh, my former teammates from my fresh, freshman year is actually a GA at Tennessee now. So wow. I have that connection too. So those are probably the two games I probably would have picked. That, the Lady Vols uniforms are just iconic. Yeah, they are. I it's, love the baby blue they include oh, in them now too. It's 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 fire. perfect. It's fire. Is obviously a national championship would be the idea. What mm -hmm. What is your, going into the 
month of March, mm -hmm. what would make you really happy at the end of the year? Yeah, I think, you know, first off is like Big Ten Championship, regular season title is, you know, they're hard to come by. And, and you know, it, it basically comes down to the last game. We experienced that last year, you know, yeah. having to win out um, and beat Michigan on our home court. Um, and then obviously the Big Ten tournament, my first two years, we've been in the championship, won one, lost one. So, um, you know, we want to be right back there and it's moving to Minneapolis this year. And then obviously March Madness, I think, you know, we have that fire of getting upset early from last year. I think that'll really drive us. But um, I think March Madness is the greatest postseason tournament in all sport, I think, because, you know, that you have that upset factor where you only have one shot to play this team. You know, it's not a seven game series. Um, you play them one time and. You know, if you have an off night, your season can be over like this. And, you know, I've been on the, the losing end of that. So uh, I think that upset factor of March Madness is what makes it so exciting and what people love about it. Um, but, you know, we want to reach the Final Four. That's our goal. And, you know, we, t we know it takes a, a little luck, a good draw, a lot of hard work. And um, but we're going to do everything we can to get there. So you played at the girls state yeah. here in, in the state of Iowa. Yeah. I think it's great. We have four really good women's programs absolutely. in our state. Have you, absolutely. What, what do you have to say just about the evolution of the game specifically here in Iowa? Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks to, you know, the high school level that we have here. Um, I think the, the girls union in the state of Iowa does a really good job to, you know, put us on good stages, you know, kind of develop the talent. I think the AAU um, level has definitely gone up as well. I'm going to give credit to all Iowa Tech because that's who I played for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that and you know, I give a lot of credit to our coaches for scheduling, you know, Drake, you and I, um, Iowa State, because, you know, they don't really have to. Um, but those are games that get the excitement of women's basketball in our state going and fired up. Um, you know, when we played Iowa State here, I think we were over 14,000 people in December, um, you know, when football hasn't even finished yet. That's an incredible number. Um, but, you know, Drake challenged us. You know, we, we won in overtime, you and I. Um, you know, they've challenged us too. A really good team, a lot of girls I'm familiar playing against. But um, I think it speaks to the talent level we have in the state. And, um, you know, if you haven't watched any team other than Iowa women's basketball, you should also watch those three because they're really skilled, really talented teams. And, you know, I love getting to play against them every single year. What does adding a shot clock do for mm. high school basketball? You know, I wish we had a shot clock, even though that wasn't a problem because I was on the team. Yeah, I would get them up pretty them. quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think it's been really good, especially on the boys and girls side. Um, you know, teams can't really stall anymore. Um, I know I think it's 35 seconds, which is still quite a bit of time. Um, but I think it's been good. I think it's been good for kids to understand get end of game situations, end of quarter situations, you know, getting two for ones, things like that. Um, but yeah, I think it was something that had needed to be done for quite some time. Um, so I'm really happy that they, they made that change. All right, so we've seen you pull up into the shot clock from the logo. Before we, we're, we're sitting on this court here. Could you give me a few tips? I got cool? you. All yeah. right, all right. I'll give you a few this. lessons. All right, perfect. Let's, right. let's try it out. The well, key. luckily, Iowa, we have a cute, gigantic tiger hop. You do have a so huge logo. It makes the from the logo a lot closer. Okay. Um, but other schools, like, it's, it's back there a little bit. But yeah. honestly, like, I like to dribble into it and shoot it. I'm not more of a, I'm more of an off the dribble shooter, but. You like coming off the screen? Uh, yeah. I like, in transition's my favorite. Okay. You know, yeah, I, oh, I absolutely. Get the, I get the rebound, I'm pulling up, you know. Okay. But, you know, right, All right. here. I'm gonna shoot I'm one. I'm not warmed up, so this could be an air ball. I'm gonna do one and you coach me up here real quick, All right, quick, let's okay? see it, let's see it. All right, let's see what happens. Oh, you're right on. I'm though. right on, I'm dead right on. on. What about my form, is my form okay? Hey, you got the follow through. Yeah. Maybe just jump a little more because we're a little short. Okay. We're a little short. All right, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the oh, little yeah. spin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
That's in. Oh! I'm right there. Here, all right, let's go. All right. I, I like it off the spin. I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. All right. Nope, let me give you the assist. Okay, here. All right. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, knock it down. I'm feeling good. That's in. Oh! I can make it my first I'm 0 for five. six now. First try. <laughs> well done. Let's go. Iowa everywhere.